0: talking best and worst fantasy situations for 2022 fantasy football we'll get into that in a bit third annual best and worst fantasy situation show as we've done we're diving into which players are in a great spot for fantasy in a great spot to get a lot of opportunities and which players maybe not so much maybe being set up for failure how about that We'll find out about both of those extremes today. Also got a mock draft, first redraft mock of the season. Did a couple dynasty mocks in March and April, so you can always go back to those, see how that went as well. And I discussed rookie rankings after the draft. But we'll be doing a redraft mock. More of those to come later in the summer as well. For today, it's going to be a simple 12-team redraft mock, one quarterback league, nine starting spots, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, one defense, one kicker, seven bench slots. That's how I play in my home league. Pretty basic settings. We'll be getting into some more advanced stuff maybe in future mocks, but I wanted to keep it simple for the first one. Basic stuff, and we will get into it, try some strategies, and see how the boards are shaping up. I have a feeling it's going to be a a lot of fun. And also, one more thing on the show that I'm sure you saw in the title, we are announcing the results of the SFB12 giveaway. That is right. Everybody who entered and got the secret code correct from last week's episode was entered into an SFB giveaway drawing on 100yardrush.com. I got a winner. I verified it with Scott Fish. And so the winner, you should keep an eye out for an invite coming in your inbox very very soon i'm so happy i got to help somebody get an sfb 12 and very appreciative of scott fish again for giving me the opportunity to give away a spot so for those of you who got the code correct which by the way it's my boy kenny galladay who else would it have been as the secret code other than kenny galladay my my dude my absolute favorite loyal listeners the podcast know that kenny galladay is one of my absolute favorites for fantasy why is that why did i make him the code because you should draft him That's what you should do. So I posted the results on Twitter. You can watch the results video as well. I linked it. I put the video in there, but it's time for the big reveal. The winner of the giveaway into SFB 12 is at Cody Folden. Congrats. You won the 100 yard rush and you are in SFB 12 at Cody Folden. Be sure to keep an eye out in your inbox. I've also tagged everybody in the tweet who has entered in the contest. And so I'm sure you'll see this, but congrats if you're listening to this. I hope you have a blast in SFB 12. And for everybody else who entered, thank you so much for entering, tuning in, all the positive comments on the show, much appreciated. And, yeah, keep an eye out, though. This is not the only opportunity you'll have to get into SFB12 because Scott Fish does giveaways like this. He does 100-yard rushes on his Twitter. There are other podcasts doing giveaways. If you want to go enter those, too, I think some off the top of my head. The Gold Jacket podcast. I think, like, Joe Bond has one on Twitter. Casey Kasem on Get Real. There's so many, you can literally search up SFB 12 giveaway, and there's a lot. So it's not just me, there's other chances as well. And I'd recommend you enter all of those, um, support their shows, and maybe get a chance at getting an SFB 12 along the way. So we had a lot of people enter, a couple people even got invited before the contest happened. So I happily, I mean, I guess it didn't really make a difference to me, but I was happy to see for them and was able to take them out of the contest as well. So that certainly improved odds a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it was great overall. I had a lot of fun setting this up. I put a lot of time and effort into it. I wanted to make it a great giveaway. That was fun. And from the positive feedback that I got, It seemed like it was a success. So that was awesome. And thank you again to Scott Fish for giving me the opportunity. And congrats to at Cody Folden because you are in SFB 12. Scott Fish Bowl 12. If you don't know what that is, scottfishbowl.com. Biggest and greatest fantasy league in the world. You should go check it out. You can play with analysts, celebrities, all of that. Go sign up if you're not already. It's a lot of fun. And who knows? Maybe you'll get in too. So if you're listening, appreciate it. Downloads have been going up, especially with this secret code on last week's episode. I didn't ask for anything on the previous episode. You didn't have to prove you followed me or left a review or even followed on Twitter. All you had to do was figure out the secret code. There's no, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You weren't required to enter the giveaway. But if you enjoy the show, I would much appreciate it. If you would leave a review or leave a follow or anything, whatever you think, everything here is free. So any support is appreciated for sure. But yeah, I think if you enjoyed the show, feel free to leave a review. It would be much appreciated for sure. Not required. If you don't feel like it, you can continue listening and keep taking advantage of the advice, but it would be much appreciated for sure if that's something you want to do. So that's it for the SFB 12 giveaway. If you don't care about SFB 12, I'll stop talking about it now um but yeah that was a lot of fun to do so let's talk best and worst fantasy situations then we can get into a mock draft we got three best situations and three worst situations here and the mock draft will be a lot of fun as well best fantasy situations so guys who are set up to succeed quarterback it's Trey Lance. Trey Lance in San Francisco is set up to succeed with a great offensive line, good RB core with multiple guys who can run the rock, then Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Samuel, and George Kittle as great pass catchers, and he's got that rushing ability to be able to succeed in San Francisco, and like I've said throughout the offseason, Trey Lance is one of my favorite late-round targets in fantasy. He's set up with all these weapons, Kittle underneath, Samuel can go deep or catch screens, and Ayuk is a great receiver as well, so I think Lance will be able to complete a lot of passes, be very efficient, maybe not a high-volume passer, but he make up for it with his dual threat rushing ability and maybe even be one of the top rushers in the league next year and with that rushing baseline that is so huge for fantasy football quarterbacks absolutely game-breaking i love trey lance next year next guy joe mixon at rb he's set up for a lot of carries the Bengals like to run the ball despite having great pass catchers they will hand the ball to joe mixon a lot and give him some receptions as well he has incredibly large snap shares and it's hard to defend him as a defense when you also have to defend jamar chase t higgins and joe burrow's arm great situation locked in to be an rb1 next year he will be a first round pick in most leagues I would expect and a hundred percent should be there's an argument for him to maybe be in the middle of the first he's the RB7 currently on fantasy pros probably about where he should go overall pretty good ranking right there wide receiver this is one of my favorite targets Trelon Burks in an absolutely great setup in Tennessee Titans traded AJ Brown, got a first round pick, and drafted Burks. He's all alone over there, guys. He is all alone. And you want to know where he's ranked on Fantasy Pros? The wide receiver 39. A first-round pick, one of the best talents coming into the draft. I loved Burks as a talent. He heads over to Tennessee. He's all alone, running play action off of Derrick Henry. You better believe he's going to get targets. Wide receiver 39 is a travesty. Right now, Traylon Burks is easily the best value at wide receiver in the draft. Go after him for sure. That's a spot where the talent has aligned, and he's like one of the best fantasy situations in the league. So why are you not going after him? Like If I told you, this wide receiver probably had more target opportunity than anybody else in the league and also was an incredible talent in a first round pick. You would not expect him to be ranked at wide receiver 39. You probably at least expect him to be ranked in the top 20, maybe top 15 receivers. Traylon Burks truly has that upside. He will 100% be a top 24 receiver for me next year, maybe even higher. Once I do my rankings, he will be flying up those rankings, and he should be a target of yours for sure. Now, for the less fun, worst fantasy situations, starting at quarterback, Justin Fields has some rushing upside but he is set up to fail. The Bears didn't surround him with any weapons. He's really got just Darnell Mooney and Velas Jones Jr. And that's really about it. And I don't see how with Justin Fields, unless the offensive line sees major improvements, how he's going to improve in the passing game. The Bears are still in a rebuild. They're not good enough to support Fields. Fields might be a decent QB, but he's not a game changer who can change an offense all on his own. I don't think he's that great either, but especially with this situation, I don't think there's really any way he has success next year. Chase Edmonds in the Dolphins backfield. This is annoying just because they have Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert, and Miles Gaskin competing for carries. And I think Edmonds might be the pass catcher, Mostert. Might be the primary carry guy. Michelle will get some work and Gaskin isn't going away because I think he's a good player overall. It's a mess. If you want to pick a guy, I'd say it's Raheem Mostert because he comes at a very cheap price and has just as much, if not more upside as the rest of these guys. I would avoid Edmonds, who's up at the RB32. Mostert at the RB44 is a much better value there, in my opinion. Wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown. Unfortunate situation with TJ Hawkinson coming back, DeAndre Swift coming back, DJ Chark being signed, and Jamison Williams coming in. Amon Ross St. Brown was in one of the best fantasy situations last year with a lot of targets. That will drop. He could still be good. He could still be the wide receiver one in this offense, at least until Jamison Williams gets back. Don't get me wrong, but just that target competition is huge. And I don't know if Jared Goff's going to be able to sustain all of those fantasy weapons consistently, which is why St. Brown is not going to be putting up anywhere close to the top 12 production he had last year. Although he could still be a solid wide receiver three. So keep an eye on him. Sometimes if you can get good values on these guys who are in bad situations, it can still be a good selection. I'm not saying avoid all these guys. I'm not saying go after all the guys who are in best fantasy situations. It did lean that way for some of these guys, because some of them I really do love, and I love their situations enough to be bumping them up higher than, or lower than consensus in the opposite case. But I mean, in general, just something to keep an eye on. And yeah, let's do it now. So that's best and worst fantasy situations. As always, if you have more questions, uh, DM me, tag me, Calvin, uh, Calvin underscore SGF on Twitter, at SGF pod, be sure to follow the podcast there as well. Now let's do a 12 team redraft mock, 16 rounds. Let's get into it. I don't know my draft spot yet, I don't know my draft spot because you know what? Sometimes you don't know your draft spot stop- until right before the draft. That's not that common actually, but whatever. I just wanted to randomize it. We're going to see. Hopefully this helps you guys out. Plenty more mock drafts to do later. But let's see how I do with no prep time. I mean, the prep time in terms of like knowing the player, but like no prep time in regards to my draft spot, just having to go on the fly and figure out a draft strategy. And we may experiment with some things as well that I might not normally do, just to see how it goes in a mock draft. That's why it's a mock draft. In a regular draft, you do everything perfectly, or you try to. In a mock draft, you can go all sorts of different directions, see how things work. I got the number two overall pick. Let's take it. We're here on Sleeper. You're going to hear some sound effects, I think. So this is going to be fun. Let's start the draft. So we're going to start the draft. Oh, there we go. Now it clicked. Got it. And Jonathan Taylor was the one-on-one, as expected. This puts me in an interesting spot. I guess... It's hard to decide my RB2 right now. I think Christian McCaffrey's up there, Austin Eckler's up there, Derek Henry's up there. But I think because of the truly game-breaking production that Jonathan Taylor put up last year, there was really only one other player that did that at the running back position. It was Derek Henry. And I know Derek Henry got hurt, but historically he's been a lot more durable than Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to come back and be fantastic and beat up on bad defenses and give me week-winning weeks. So let's take him. There we go. So Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Justin Jefferson. And yeah, I've got a long wait coming back. Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey off the board in round one. Then Stefan Diggs, Tyree Kill, DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Josh wow. Allen, Javante Williams, CD Lamb, and I'm back up. As you heard, there's sound effects there as well. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't used sleeper before they do randomize their mock drafts to an extent to where it's like based on the rankings, but you get a new one every time. So you get to see what happens. I'm back and I'm in an interesting position. I think with the short term, there is something to be said for targeting a tight end potentially here. Now, I don't think it's going to be Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews is going to see some regression from last year from where he was the number one tight end. Travis Kelsey is going to be higher. And I really like Kyle Pitts sitting in the next round as well. So Staring at the wide receivers, what I find interesting, ooh, I think I'm going to go with, I don't know, this is hard. Because I think I'm going to have to figure out something at RB2 before the round wait, long wait around till round four. I think there's some guys maybe I could get later, but for now in round two, I think this is really an elite receiver, so that's still around here. We've got uh, about like, um, how many receivers off the board? We've got about like eight receivers off the board so far and I'm staring at this guy, and I think he's a great value. Maybe he won't get the most consistent reception share, but neither did he in Tennessee, and he's still got a ton of yards after the catch. I think I'm going to go with A.J. Brown here, and a lot of times I may stack RBs more heavily than this early in the draft just because I want to lock up that positional advantage. A robust RB, a lot of times wide receivers are available late, but let's try getting one stud receiver and then waiting on the rest later. Let's get A.J. Brown. Mark Andrews goes, Zeke goes, I'm back. I could grab an Aaron Jones here, could grab an Antonio Gibson, but that's not exciting me. I feel like we've seen a teardrop in RB by now. So what I'm going to do is, again, experiment. Let's try locking up a huge tight end early. And for me, that's Kyle Pitts, who will see even more of a jump from an already excellent rookie season. Aaron Jones is next, then George Kittle, Keenan Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers, Mike Evans, Antonio Gibson, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson in round three. And yeah, the RBs are running off the board. David Montgomery, Darren Waller, Justin Herbert, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy. And somehow, wow, I got some help. My draft strategy is working out so far. I was hoping someone like Jacobs Hall or Connor would get back to me. I've got James Conner and J.K. Dobbins thing on the board, but late round four, getting James Conner. I know they just signed Daryl Williams over there in Arizona, which is going to take into some pass catching work, but. Right now, we've lost so many RBs from the board. The fact that you can get a workhorse who was an RB1 last year coming into the same role again, I know he's not that efficient, but he did get some good pass catching work, may go down a little bit, but he gets a lot of red zone opportunities as well. I love James Conner at this pick. What an absolute steal. So this worked out perfectly. Derek Henry, AJ Brown, Kyle Pitts, James Conner on the team so far. Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf go next. I'm back up. Now I'm staring at an interesting spot and I'm starting to look a little bit more down the board, honestly. Or actually, ah, this is hard. There are some solid receivers left. I like Michael Pittman. I like Cortland Sutton. He's actually could be a good pick there. But I really feel like there's so much value on wide receivers later in rounds. I'm going to lock up another RB, get a good flex. And for me, I don't necessarily love J.K. Dobbins for his limited upside. I feel like with Lamar Jackson taking a lot of carries. But in the fifth round, you're still getting a solid starting RB. And I think he's going to be back just fine from his injury. Let's go grab him. He seems like a value here. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Travis Etienne, Michael Thomas, Joe Burrow, Cortland Sutton, there he goes, good pick, Michael Pittman, DeAndre Hopkins, Elijah Mitchell, Miles Sanders, round out round five, Then Hollywood, Brown, Clyde Edwards, helaire Allen Robinson, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, Damian Harris, Kenneth Walker, ooh, that's a good pick. I kind of <laughs> forgot about him. I'm going to say Brown, Mike Williams, Brandon Cooks, and we're back up. Now, I like this spot a lot. Uh, I'm staring at some rookie wide receivers still on the board, but I said it. I would be disingenuous earlier if I had said that earlier and not taken Traylon Burks here. This is what I'm talking about. When you can get a guy like this in the back of the sixth, who truly has top 12 upside next year, absolutely fire away. Give me Traylon Burks. Adam Thielen, Dak Prescott next. Now we're back. Seventh round. There are some interesting QBs sitting here. I could go another wide receiver. I've already locked up that tight end position. I've already locked up my starters, except defense, kicker, and quarterback. So I think I'm going to go late round quarterback strategy Like, and be true to myself. But let's see where I can lock up some more depth. So I think I'm just going to go best player available at uh, RB or wide receiver. Drake London's interesting. I could get another rookie. I do feel like I could use... Oh, man, it's hard to say I could use another running back, actually. Um, Let's look down the board there's there's not that many left that's the problem I actually do see one guy I like later I think I'll be okay I think at this point there's no real need to stack more guys I can get guys off the waiver wire AJ Dillon is intriguing but he's kind of low upside I've already got three good guys so I mean you don't necessarily need that I'm gonna go for it another high upside pick let's try to get Drake London who has similarly to Traylon Burks potentially a big role over there in Atlanta Dalton Schultz, then there is A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, Tony Pollard, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, rounds out round seven. I'm hoping my guy gets back. Kareem Hunt, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, Matthew Stafford, Cordero Patterson. Oh, there he goes. James Robinson. I think he's a good value. He's going way too far behind the ETN, even with the Achilles, because he's a good running back. Juju Smith-Schuster, Dawson Knox, Rashad Bateman, Chris Olave. We're back up. So that's unfortunate because that's who I wanted. Now I'm going to look elsewhere, of course. I think there's still some a couple more guys that I'm okay with getting later on. I think I'm going to start at the 8-11. This actually is even a little bit earlier than I usually take a QB, but I kind of want to go rushing upside later. I have a guy in mind. It might be like Trey Lance or something like that later on. But let's grab Tom Brady, who was elite for a lot of last year and will pile up a lot of yards and be consistent. He's a great play and very predictable based on matchups, so I'll get him. Hunter Renfro, Ayuk, and we're back. Like, I think Brady's a guy I'll roster all year long who I just grabbed at the eight eleven. So we're back. And I'm going to continue to fly uh, for some upside. I think I could probably use a couple more safe receivers, but that's uh, I'll get something later on for that. Give me James Cook, who even in with Devin Singletary will have the potential to take over the Bills' backfield. It's maybe a small shot, but he's a second-round RB, and the Bills' offense is very high-powered, so I'll take that for sure. Gabriel Davis, Chase Claypool, Robert Woods, and see what's nice here is I'm not trying to reach for a tight end at the moment. I have already locked up Kyle Pitts, um, so I don't need to worry about that anymore. Gabriel Davis, Chase Claypool, Robert Woods, Mike Ysicki, Trey Lance, there he goes. Chase Edmonds, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Watson, Pat Friermuth, uh, Isaiah Spiller, Kenny Galladay. Oh, I forgot about Kenny Galladay. Shoot, I wanted him. I didn't expect him to go that early. Rashad Penny, Michael Carter, Clarius Tony, Andre Stevenson, Christian Watson, Hunter Henry, Derek Carr, Ronald Jones, Bellman Gordon, and I'm back up. Jamison Williams is on the board. I just feel like that's kind of a hard shot to take right now because he might not be back from the injury for a while and might not really produce much in his rookie year necessarily, although I do love him. So let's get a guy who has a lot of target share and he's a guy I'm rising on. I know Christian Kirk was overpaid, but he's looking like the clear wide receiver one in Jacksonville. The guy Trevor Lawrence is going to need to throw to after out of necessity. And he is reasonably talented to the point where I need a safe target share. I know Burks and London kind of have that, but they're rookies. I want a guy who's already played in the NFL and had some production. Let's get Christian Kirk at wide receiver. Jamal, or, Jamal Williams and Cole Komet. I'm back up. Um, I'm really happy with this. I'm actually ecstatic with this draft so far uh but now it gets difficult i'm trying to figure out what i want to do here um i probably don't want to take a shot on a tight end i've already got about four receivers let's get one more receiver here i'll go grab i don't love this pick i don't really love anybody here but i think russell gage is just a quality Ooh, or actually you know what i, I think the, the thing is like again That's the kind of guy, Russell Gage, where you can pick him up off the waiver wire and do a streaming week. It feels like a Tim Patrick move. Why would you draft a guy like that when you can stream him? Give me upside. This may not work out, but I'm taking another rookie. I'll take Sky Moore at wide receiver to try to take over the Kansas City target share role, and that's an electric offense as well. I'm taking a lot of upside shots. Lots of rookies on this team, and I love it. And this is for redraft, but I'm I'm thinking the rookies are at great values right now. Kirk Cousins, Gronk, Michael Gallup, George Pickens, Akwebanam, Tua Tagovailoa, Rashad White, Gage, Boyd, Lazard, Dotson, Fields, Fant, Lawrence, Smith, Higby, Madison, Henderson, Chark, Rondell Moore, and I'm back up. Um, This is an interesting spot. I think what I might do, I guess I've got three picks left before defense and kicker. So I've already got five receivers. Uh, I could use another QB um another a couple rbs maybe Uh, or actually i i think i have enough rbs never mind i I could use one more rb maybe one more rb one more qb and one more tight end i think is what i could use Uh, i like raheem mostert sitting there for sure i think i'm gonna leave damian pierce i know he has a lot of opportunity but he feels like more of a dynasty kind of guy i'll go with my man raheem Mostert for some upside damian pierce went next then chris carson so i'm back up uh i'm glad i took an rb because a couple rbs just went uh, so I said I needed another tight end. Actually, probably don't need one. I can wait till next round. There's not anyone good left, really. There's I'm looking for QBs. I might have to reach down the board a little bit because there's not very fun ones left, right now. You know what? I I know you're not really supposed to take defenses and kickers early, and I, I usually try to avoid it. But there's nobody I'd really like. I feel like the backup quarterback and the backup tight end. I've already got Tom Brady and Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to need these guys that much. I will probably end up dropping them. So because of that, we're going to go with a defense and that defense is going to be, I guess just the one that scored a, uh, Hmm. let's see here. This is a hard pick. I'm trying to just think of who, which defense is going to carry over. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, From net last year to the point where, I mean, I'm just, um, Oh, I think the Bills is probably the one I'm really considering this defense right now. I kind of forgot that we were picking defenses, even though I put it in there. That's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Buffalo Bills really have a lot of upside on their defense. Defenses are pretty fluky, but they force a lot of turnovers. Let's go grab the Bills defense, lock it up. Naheem Hines, Jacoby Myers, Marlon Mack, OBJ Jarvis Landry, um, going next. That was a hard decision for me in defense, but I think, that worked out. That's the thing. Defenses can be fluky and you kind of want to stream them. But what I should have done there. And I'm realizing is probably checked early season schedule to see, because that's a lot of times what you want to do when you're taking defenses later, check early season schedule. See who they're going to face. Then you can drop them for somebody else later, but just lock up that advantage there. Um, I'm back up. And so now, interestingly, also got another choice coming up. I'll probably go kicker here. So Evan McPherson looks nice. Justin Tucker looks nice. I'll grab Evan McPherson for a tie to that Bengals offense. Matt Ryan, Justin Tucker go next. Now I've pretty much got my, I think defenses and kickers are going to make a run. I've got my choice of most players here on the board. So let's go grab Daniel Jones. I still think has some upside with Brian Dable coming into this offense at QB. There go the kickers. Let me take a look at what I can get tight in. Ooh, I actually like this to end the draft. I'm going to go grab Logan Thomas if he gets back to me um so I'm really loving this team by the way guys this is fantastic I think taking the chance early helped me you're not always going to get a guy like Connor in the back of the fourth that really changed this team going Connor and Dobbins at the 4-5 turn was huge that's not always going to work out but it was a risk and it paid off for pretty much a perfect draft I'll take Logan Thomas (laughs) and wrap this up so there we go. There you have it. My team redraft, Tom Brady, Derek Henry, James Conner, AJ. Oh, wait, sorry. I clicked on the wrong thing. Tom Brady, Derek Henry, James Conner, AJ Brown, Traylon Burks, Kyle Pitts, J.K. Dobbins, Evan McPherson, the Bills defense. Then on the bench, Drake London, James Cook, Christian Kirk, Sky Moore, Raheem Mostert, Daniel Jones, and Logan Thomas. I love that team. Absolutely love it. For a 12-team league that has so much depth, so much upside, I don't see really any holes that I'm particularly mad about that went pretty much perfectly. Like, I think that might be the best mock draft I've ever done on this show. Um, At least the one I've been the most happy with. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter. I'm really happy with that guys. I like going robust RB early, ran a wide receiver in a tight end rounds two and three kind of went hero RB and still got some guys to come back dream situation. And then picking up my favorite rookies later on, love to see it. So that was a great draft. Thank you guys for tuning in. That wraps up the episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin Subscribe, leave a review if you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.